Hey everybody, it's Pastor Lowe's back with you for another Gospel Unplugged. This week I'm joined by my colleague, Pastor Ben C. Slick. And we are here to talk about uh, the reading and the topic that we're, we're going to have in church on Sunday, April the 16th, one week after Easter. We're kind of excited because we're starting a new sermon series that will run six weeks during the Easter season called Not Just for Sundays. And our hope is to go through with you, lift up each week one part of the worship service, words we say, things we do every single time we're together on a Sunday, uh, and ask, what does this mean? Where did it come from? And most importantly, how can it shape our lives as Christians in the world? Yeah. And so this week we're beginning the series at the beginning of the service, a very good place to start. Uh, Thanks, with, Maria. The, <laughs> with the in, Santa Music fan, I'll confess it. Uh, with the invocation. And the invocation, in case you're jogging your memory, is when we say that we are gathered, we are together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Uh, and the reading that we've chosen for this Sunday to help us get at the power of the invocation comes from the very end, the last few verses of St. Matthew's Gospel, 28th chapter. We sometimes call it the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. I like to also call it the Great Promise, and you'll hear why in just a moment. Uh, so reading from the 16th verse, 20th chapter of Matthew. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. All right, a lot there that, uh, that helps me think about invocation. Invocation is a word that we don't use a whole lot. And when we do, I think we think naturally it connects to invoke. Mm -hmm. What are we invoking? What is, what is going on with this part of the service? Well, I think when we think about this part of the service, it, maybe we're invoking, but maybe also we're recognizing something that's already true. Uh, and, and that's that Jesus, that God is with us, that we are gathered, that we live each and every single moment of our lives under the power and promise of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Um, so in many ways, we start that way just to kind of level set and remind us and one another of something that is true. And so I love this passage for, for that reason. It, it concludes with that incredible promise that you highlighted that Jesus is with us always until the end of the age. Um, so that is a, a beautiful and, and grounding promise that I, that I love about this text. One of the questions that I had uh, for you as we were reading this is Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Do you read that then um, as though Jesus is kind of handing that off to us then? Is there sort of an implicit, I have it, now, now you do? I do hear it that way. I think what, what I like also is, again, we think of it as the commission, go therefore and baptize, which mm -hmm. is important to focus on, but accompanied by the great promise yeah. that I will be with you always. Uh, and that authority, I think Jesus is reminding the disciples of his authority as now the resurrected Son of God, 
uh, to commission and send them and to be with them. Yeah. Uh, and then assuring them of his presence, but also the authority to teach uh, and to preach and to bring people together. And that word authority, I think, is a helpful word in a second sense, too, because I think we are so used to the words we say in church, whether they're the words of, of the service or hymns or the words we hear from the pulpit about God's good news, that it's easy to forget how kind of unbelievable they are. Yeah. Like part of what happens on Sunday in worship is that you hear, we share the, the news that the God who created the heavens and the earth and still, I think, is busy sustaining the vast cosmos, yep. knows that you exist yeah. and cares that mm -hmm. you exist. Um, and when you stop to think about it, you're like, you're fooling me. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? My ups and downs? Uh, and that's kind of hard to believe. And I think we start with the invocation, both not, right, not to summon a God who's otherwise absent, but maybe to invoke in us an awareness that God, Jesus, is always with us. But also then to promise that all the words that you hear later, I'm not saying that because I'm a nice guy. You're not saying it because you like the people in front of you. Right. We're saying it with the authority of Christ, mm -hmm. the one to whom all authority is given, which adds a level of trustworthiness to everything that happens from that moment on. Yeah. And I love starting worship that way. Yeah, and, and I think that what I also love about this text is it, there's this reminder that it doesn't stop with the benediction, right? That authority we carry with us into the week. And that is amazing uh, and also kind of overwhelming. And so the, the kind of final piece of this text that jumps out at me or that I find delightful is that the people the followers of Jesus who are looking at the resurrected Jesus are worshiping and, and doubting. Uh, and so it gives me this, this sense of kind of comfort in that, like, this is hard. It is challenging. It is overwhelming to carry that authority, not just on Sunday, uh, like when I step into the pulpit, but every moment of my life when I'm interacting with my family and my friends and, and the community around me, I, I carry with me the, the authority of the risen Christ. And that's cool, amazing, and, and overwhelming. So those fears and doubts go side by side with the joy of that. In those moments of worship and celebration, you're in good company. And in those moments of doubt, fear, and struggle, you're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So often we will close with a question or two for our folks to think about as they are making their way towards Sunday. Uh, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so I, I would kind of chase that thread a little bit. And how is it helpful for folks uh, to know that the people who were closest to Jesus, who experienced it firsthand, uh, worshipped and doubted at the same time? How does that help you uh, feel a little more empowered or emboldened to, to claim and own the authority that you have as a, as a child of God? question I thought about uh, relates to our theme, not just for Sundays. And so I'm curious, as you look back to the week you just had, or as you think about the week to come, do you imagine moments where it would be helpful to invoke in the sense of remind yourself that God, that Jesus is always with you? Uh, and, and really then to encourage you as you think about those moments to, to be ready, whether it's making the sign of the cross 
or just reminding yourself in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I can do this, <laughs> you know, I will get through the week. Yeah. Or the words I heard about me being a loved, accepted child of God were said with the authority of Jesus. Uh, and so to carry those words of promise and authority with you out into your daily lives. Uh, so can't wait to see everyone on Sunday or via the live stream because we're excited about taking what we do each and every week in our ongoing Sunday celebration of the resurrection and carrying it out with us into our lives in the world. See you at church. <laughs>